0: Alright everybody, I always love hearing new companies, new stories happening in these conferences such as this, the Zurich Precious Metals Conference is a great place to get some of those new stories. I am joined by Eddie Solbrandt. He is the Chief Operating Officer at Kefi Gold and Copper. Uh, I believe Kefi, what does Kefi stand for here?
1: Kefi is Kefi, it's a, a, a Greek derivation that means
0: Lifestyle, lifestyle. <laughs> 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 and the Greeks,
1: the Greeks in the audience will probably kill me for that, but yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Eddie, uh, you are traded in London. That's uh, correct on the uh, on the AIM. So uh, you know this, we don't get a whole lot of London exchange companies on the podcast, uh, but give us a sense of just a general explanation of what Kefi doing. You are exploring in the Arabian Nubian Shield.
1: Yeah, we're in the arabian Nubian Shield. We've been there since uh, 2008 in Saudi Arabia and 2015 in Ethiopia. Um, Both sides of the shield, if you will, and um the last few years have been quite exciting for us the first mm-hmm. 10 years are always a slog in mining but the sure. last few years it's been great
0: uh maybe we progress through this conversation by separating the two because i think there's two different narratives happening there is yeah. one in saudi one in ethiopia but let's talk about ethiopia mm-hmm. uh it's it's for the last 10 years has been a challenging place to explore because of geopolitics there What have you been able to accomplish, and what is happening now?
1: Uh, What have we accomplished since 2015? uh, We broke out from our exploration license, a mining license, so we're fully licensed. Uh, We have a joint venture with the government. They own 20% of the business for which they're paying for power and roads. Mm. Um, It has been challenging because we've had several states of emergency during that time. We've uh, had a change of government, as you'd be aware. Prime Minister Abbey is now uh, the Prime Minister, clearly. Um, And a lot of things had to change in Ethiopia to accommodate a modern mining industry. Capital controls had to be abolished. Uh, We need to be able to establish bank accounts overseas. We're looking for some changes to labor practices now you know mines typically work on 12-hour shifts mm-hmm. so there's a range of things that we've still got to do there but we've accomplished an enormous amount in the last three years because of abby's push for change um, mining has become one of the five pillars of economic growth in ethiopia um, and there are a lot of foreign companies now moving into ethiopia already well-established companies with uh, ELs in Ethiopia so it's an exciting time to be there.
0: Uh, your, the Tulu copy gold project is what that it's in operation uh, planned gold production you put on your website 140,000 ounces per year with an all in sustaining cost of 800 to $900 per ounce so mm-hmm. uh, I mean that's top tier uh, Sustaining costs here. I mean, it's cheap cheap to produce gold.
1: It certainly is. Uh, inflation's sort of reaping a little wreaking a little bit of havoc with that, but yeah. we expect not to exceed that by too much. Okay. We're contract mining. Uh, we've got world-class contract miners in. Um, the plant's pretty bog standard, um, supplied by local, local podium. Um, the only big issues that we have is we've got a relocation of 1,700 people to deal with. But we've got um, the plans for that in place, and it's not really our job. It's the government's job. We just end up funding it mm. and providing external resources so that we educate people in government what best practice is. I think I might have said earlier, this is not a traditional mining jurisdiction. Right. It's quite new, so there's a lot of education to be done in the country.
0: Yeah. Well, talk about that relationship with the government, with Ethiopia. I mean, I think a lot of investors, when they talk about you know, g- government partnerships, they, they get a little nervous. You know, you know, I mean, is that justified here with this partnership?
1: No, uh, absolutely not. Um, we have a very good relationship with the government. Um, the Ministry of Finance is actually our shareholder, mm. and we interact with them quite regularly. We have board members from the Ministry of Finance, but also the state of Oromia has a say in this, and they own half of that percentage. We've got a representative there on the board and they help us with access to other uh, government departments, as does the Ministry of Mines. So it's unwarranted, they've got things to deliver and we've just talked to them not too long ago again, they're ready to go, roads and power are on the cards. So it's a very good relationship and quite easy to get access and get things done.
0: Okay. Let's uh, jump over the sea there and talk about Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so That's more exploration. Yeah, we've got two projects in Saudi: JQ
1: Jubail Kutman and uh, Um One's a VMS, the other is a low-grade gold deposit. We're finishing up our DFS for JQ. That should be done sort of early next year, um, and then we'll look to you know financing and. and building the mind. Hawaii uh, is probably uh, hard to say, 12 months behind that. Mm. It's a VMS um, and ranks as one of the top VMS sites in the world. Uh, quite exciting times in Saudi. Um, but you have
0: to have a relationship with that government too. Talk about that.
1: Uh, good question. Uh, we do, but it's indirect. We mm. are partnered with the Al-Rashid family over there um, and they're originally out of the construction industry. They're a very well-respected family, a very honorable family in Saudi and they deal with government relations for us. Uh, as a foreigner, I think we would probably struggle. But the second part of that is that where we do deal with government, we have to deal with the Ministry for Industry and Minerals. And um, a few years ago, two, or three years ago, they set up a, a department in there that's called the Mining Facilitation Group or something like that. Mate and these guys are amazing they will get you to whoever you want to see when you want to see them their job is to make sure that mining gets fast tracked as much as it possibly can so if you want to see the minister for the environment they'll sort that out mm-hmm. you want to see labor they'll sort that out so and you know as i said we've got the al rashid family helping us there as well so Saudi has made it incredibly easy for mining companies to get access, to get permitting, um, compared to what it was, say, 10 years ago when we first went. Sure. And that's because the Soldies, you know, they, they discuss, they, they build consensus, but when they go, they go. Yes, right? they do. Yeah. But so, is
0: there a chance to overdo it? I don't know what that means, overdo it. I mean, there has been a lot of capital and resources pushed into hard rock mineral exploration mm-hmm. in Saudi, and I think maybe it's safe to say in the last three years that push has been um, exceptional. Correct. But I think of the dynamics. What you know, what moves fast and furious usually has a period where it's a hard, where it slows down dramatically, uh, and how dynamic is the hard rock resource exploration on the back of an oil price? You know, what is that dynamic with the global oil trade? How does that affect hard rock mineral exploration in Saudi? And these are just kind of general thoughts that I, I have about exploration in Saudi, and I know they're big questions, but I, you know, I don't know if we've exactly figured that out yet.
1: I'm not sure anybody's figured that out yet, and um, it's an evolving process. You know, when you come from uh, an oil... Exploration background. Yeah. I mean, mining is completely different, and you know, I've seen BP and Shell get into mining only to get back out of it um, because it's so different from their core competencies. And uh, you know, there are other examples that I can't think of at the moment. But but those two, whilst you think they're all geology based, are completely different animals. And I think. Um, This is why this 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 mining group, the new minister for mines was uh, sorry industry and uh, minerals was appointed four or five years ago. They're taking a fresh look at it, and I think they're trying to step out of this this collective mindset of of oil exploration and oil development. And it's a big education curve for them, I'm sure. Right, Mm -hmm. but as I said earlier, they're putting money and resources behind it. The second thing I would say to that is, and you're absolutely right, you know where there's this massive momentum. Usually there's a grinding halt or a pause (laughs) (laughs) and a rethink. And my sense of this is, and I might be completely wrong, but my sense of it is this has been a a quick land grab. Anybody that's in the mining industry thinks they've got to be in Soldi has run in and tried to partner with somebody. And that's not just miners, but also, you know, venture funds and the like. Mm -hmm. Um, And probably uh, because there's a company there called AMAC, it's got a resource, kind of less than ours. They've just added something to it, but you know they listed on the Saudi stock exchange and a market cap of around about a billion US. So extremely high valuations for the mining sector because there's a dearth of investment opportunities
0: for Saudis in that sector in their own country. Mm. Oh, very interesting, uh, Eddie. Give us a sense of you know. What does the rest of the year look like for Kefi? I mean, news, catalyst, anything like that? Because this is a general introduction, so we just kind of want to know what's coming down the pipeline here. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, actually, this year is quite exciting. It's, it's hurtling at us. Um, we're currently uh, awaiting credit approval from our banks, TDB and um, AFC. They're in the credit process at the moment so we hope to hear from them according to their timetable by early to mid-December. We've got no reason to believe that, that we won't get credit approval. It's been a long, long journey for us. Um, and the banks have been you know, good to work with, uh, diligent as they always are, but very good to work with. So we hope to uh, get credit approval, you know, let's say mid-December and then equity comes before debt as you know and we'll be collecting equity from some of the equity that we've already got lined up and that's banks are in for equity as well we don't know how much at the moment but it'll be a significant portion we've got local investors that are keen to invest in Ethiopia Um, as for Saudi, we've got the DFS uh, for JQ coming up that'll be finished early next year and then of course we've got uh, how
0: sort of on track as well so a lot happening at the moment for Kefi. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, let's touch base uh, again next year, and we'll get an update from you and see how things progress. But it's good uh, good to meet you, and thank you for the introduction to Kefi Golden Copper. Yeah, thanks very much. All right, everybody. Uh, they do trade on the AIM with the symbol, K-E-F-I. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss, arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.